Good morning, Crossroads. Happy Mother's Day, everyone, and we're glad to see you here. We're glad, uh, we're thankful for you guys tuning in online. If you're in the auditorium this morning, please stand and worship with us here this morning.
thankful to be here this Mother's Day. Let's thank our great God. What a great God we serve. We're so glad. Today, I'd like to, uh, we're going to enjoy something that I call this one of our family times. It's a, just a wonderful thing that we do here at our church is to dedicate our children to the Lord. And, uh, you know, as you look in the Bible, the God has given us a, a long history. Uh, in the Old Testament, you see where they would come and they would present their children to the Lord. And so in our church, we uh, several times in the year, we invite parents to bring their newborns or their young children to the Lord and to dedicate them to the Lord. So in our service this morning, what we're going to be doing, I'm going to call several families up here that have uh, decided to dedicate their children to the Lord. And as we do this, I want to remind you that this is... Uh, this is, this is, we're dedicating the parents, really. You know that? We're dedicating, we're asking God to be with these parents, build strong families, lay a strong foundation for these children. And we're asking the Lord to watch over and guide these children and bring them to Christ so that they can open their hearts at a very young age. And, you know, we have a wonderful children's ministry downstairs. And they are every Sunday opening the Word of God, every Sunday teaching the things of God and uh, helping you, coming alongside of you as the parent, assisting you in your responsibility to, to bring these kids up in the ways to honor and love the Lord. Can we thank God for our children's ministry this morning? I thank God for them. But as, uh, as we present our children to the Lord this morning, I just want to remind you, this is, a, this is a, a given to us by the Lord, and it's a wonderful thing for us to do. So I want to encourage you this morning. Uh, I'm going to ask, uh, first of all, the Kevich family to come up. And they are bring, Amanda and Philip will be bringing up this morning Andrew William Kevich, born on 2719 on on the 19th on the 7th well whatever February 7th of 19 man it's a rough day right and then Levi Vincent Kevich was born on 122921 so come on up here if you would let's welcome these families up to the church man god bless you guys god bless god bless come on over here bro there you go. It's just stay in the light. Everybody wants to see these beautiful children, man. Isn't that great? God has given them a beautiful family, man. Uh, and then we have uh, the Mirandi family. The Mirandis are bringing their newborn, Milo. All right. So Milo was born on 1-13-22, all right, January 13th of 22. And uh, they're bringing their entire family. Bring the, bring the whole gang up, all right, man. This is wonderful. And uh, we're just going to uh, rejoice with them. Melissa and Scott Miranda are bringing, bringing little Milo this morning. 
And so I want you to welcome the Mirande family. They are a growing family. We love it. Let's welcome them on up here this morning. This is wonderful. God bless you guys. Come on over and stand right next to me there. Hang on. we got, we got to get Milo here, right? There you go. Hey, shake his hand. All right. There you go. Hey, God bless, man. All right? Here you, yeah, come up in the light, guys. Don't make me feel lonely up here, right? There you go. And then we also have... Uh, we have this morning Sarah Grace Pelzer. Katie and Brent Pelzer bringing Sarah Grace up. She was born on March the 24th, 22 here, all right? Yeah, there we go. Come on up, guys. This is wonderful, man. We thank God for you guys. Look at these babies, man. This is beautiful. There you go. Get you guys in the light there. And then we have also this morning we have Kyle. Bradley, Kyle, and Lindsay are bringing Evelyn Joy Bradley up. Uh, she was born on 5-20-2019. So come on up, all right? We thank God for all these families here, man. You, you, this is the heritage of the Lord. It really is. We are so thankful for each one of your, one of your families. We know that uh, God has been over each one, right? God's been protecting each one and giving you guys awesome. Oh, look at those eyes. That'll melt you down there, guys, right? Listen, God bless you guys. God has, God has been with each one of these children. God has had his hand upon each one of their lives, giving, growing your families, giving you these babies that God says, hey, listen, before the Lord, you get to come and you get to bring them. And, man, this girl likes to have fun, all right? So, so do all these guys. All these guys like to have fun. But what I want to, what, what I want to remind you of this morning is that, that uh, the, these children are heritage from the Lord. Psalm 127 says, Behold, Children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who's, who's, who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with, him, with those in the gates. And so what I want to encourage you this morning is this, is that the, these families here, you're coming and you're presenting these babies, you're presenting your children to the Lord, and you're saying, hey, we want our children to honor the Lord. We want our children to grow and to know Him. And so as we do that this morning, I want to remind you of what God says in His Word about your children. He says this, He said that He formed their inward parts. I love this, Psalm 139. You formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. And so here we are today, and we're going to just dedicate these children to the Lord because they are a gift from God. They are a gift from God to your families. God has given you each one of you these gifts, and you have many gifts. Some of you have many gifts, right? And so God is just give, blessing your families. And so what I want to do, I'm going to ask the church if you'll join me in prayer. I want to just pause this morning, and we're just going to pray for each one of these, uh, these children here this morning and lift them up to the Lord. I'm just going to ask God to, to move mightily in their lives. And again, uh, here, here at Crossroads, we, we know that uh, we teach that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Amen? One way is through Jesus Christ. And so one day we want all these children to open up their hearts and be followers of Christ, just like mom and dad are this morning. Amen? Folks, can we thank God? This is a sign of a growing church. That's what God does. So 
If you'll join me in prayer, and I'm just going to kind of walk by with each family, and we're just going to pray over each family here this morning as we just lift them up before the Lord. Father God, we come before you, and I just lift up the Cabbage family to you, God. I thank you for such a, what you've laid on their hearts, God. You brought them here. You brought them to you, and you're drawing their children unto you, Lord. So, God, we just lift up these children before you right now. God, I lift up little Andrew this morning. I just pray you'll put your hand upon Andrew, Lord, and we, uh, we give him over to you. We, we dedicate these children into your presence, Lord. Uh, Lord, for little Levi, we lift up Levi to you, and we just ask that you'll put your hand upon him, Lord. Protect these boys, Lord. May, may you guard their hearts so that they uh, will, will become followers of you at a young age, Lord, and will see a, a lifelong journey of faith in their life. God, thank you for these wonderful parents this morning. Thank you for Amanda, and thank you for Philip. And I just pray you put your hand upon this family, God. Thank you for what you're doing, and we dedicate these children to you now, Lord. God, we come before you now, and I lift up to you Milo this morning, God. I thank you for Milo, and I thank you for how that you protected him, Lord. Uh, just a, just a, 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 an arrival that needed extra prayer, God. And as you gave uh, many families in the church were surrounding this family and upholding Milo before you. So, God, we thank you and we lift him up to you. We know that he's a gift from you. God, I thank you for such great parents, Lord, for, for uh, Melissa and for Scott, Lord. We just lift them up to you, and I just ask you to put your hand upon this family, God, and use this family, God. God, I thank you for uh, the opportunity that we've had to come alongside of this family and to point them to Jesus, continue to grow and point their kids to you, point families to you, God. It's a wonderful opportunity. But now, God, we come and we especially dedicate little Milo to you today. And we just ask that you put your hand upon him, Lord, and uh, guide and protect him, Lord. Watch over his health. Watch over his, his, uh, everything about him, Lord. And open his heart at a young age, too, to follow Christ, just like his parents, Lord, who would love you and um, desire that for their entire family. God, I lift up this entire family to you, Lord. I lift up... Uh, Marino, Miana, Mia, uh, Mia, and Madalena, Lord. I lift them all up to you, God, and I just ask that you'll work in this entire family, and uh, we'll give you the honor and the glory for all that you're going to do. God, we come before you now, and I lift up to you right now, God, for, for little Sarah Grace Palzer, Lord. We just thank you for this beautiful life that you've given to this family. God, I thank you for, for these wonderful parents, Lord, for Katie and Brent. I ask that you put your hand upon Katie and Brett, Lord, and continue to use them as parents, Lord, who love you and, and are growing, Lord. And I, I know they've already dedicated Lila unto you, Lord, and they, they're, they're looking to see you do great things now in this new baby that you've given to them. So, God, for little Sarah Grace, we lift up Sarah Grace to you. And, Lord, I just ask that you'll put your hand upon Sarah Grace. Protect her, Lord. Watch over her health. Watch over her life. Open her heart to Jesus at a very young age that she may follow Christ as do her parents. God, I thank you for, uh, for Katie and Brent, and I ask that you put your hand of blessing on them as parents, Lord. And God, we come before you now, and I thank you for, for the family, uh, for, uh, for, the, for, the, for Kyle and his family, Lord, and I just lift up to you the Bradley family, Lord. I thank you for Lindsay and Kyle, and I just ask that you put your hand upon this family, God. I thank you for Evelyn, Lord. She's a, a gift from you, Lord. And we remember when she was born and just the, the excitement that came into the family the day she arrived. And, and, Lord, just how you're putting your hand upon the Bradley family. 
I just thank you for their service here, Lord. Thank you for Cal leading worship and, and uh, stepping out of, uh, uh, out of comforts, Lord, and just, just standing up here and leading us and taking us to your throne room. God, I pray you'll put your hand upon both Kyle and Lindsay, Lord, as parents, as they lead their children now to the throne room of God, as they take their children and, and help them become followers of Christ. Lord, we lift up this morning to you, little Evelyn, Lord, and we just ask that you'll put your hand upon her, Lord. Just touch her, Lord, and use her for your honor and glory. We look for great things, and we ask for the day to come whenever she, too, will open her heart and make Jesus personally. Lord, I lift up Eden and Elliot to you, Lord. We thank you for such a wonderful family, Lord. And I just ask your blessing this morning upon Kyle and Lindsay and this entire family. And, Lord, we now as a church, we... We, uh, we come together. We're united, Lord, on behalf of our church family. Lord, I'm interceding for these family members, and I'm asking you, Lord, to, uh, to bless these families, Lord, to put your hand upon them, to move mightily, Lord, that, the, that these kids will follow, that become followers of Jesus in a powerful and passionate way. God, what a privilege it is that we have here as we grow and grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ to point people to you, to grow families. And I pray now for each parent up here, Lord, for each kid. We, uh, we just ask that you'll give each parent strength, wisdom, guidance, Lord. It's a tough world out there today to, uh, to parent, but we have a bigger God who's bigger than a tough world. So, God, I know you'll give them the strength and the guidance and the ability to raise them. Thank you that they are bringing their kids here, Lord. They're bringing their kids to, to seek after you, to learn you, and that mom and dad are learning and following after God. So, God, we thank you for the new work that you're doing in our church, for this next generation that you're rising up. And we dedicate all these children up here to you this morning in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's thank God for all these families this morning. God bless. God bless you guys. God bless you guys. God bless you guys. God bless you guys. Man, I love baby dedications. It just is a fun day, isn't it? Let's thank God again for these families, man. Wow. And I want to say happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. If you are a mother this morning, would you please stand? I want to just recognize you and say happy Mother's Day. Would you stand up? Look at this all over this place, man. Let's thank God for these moms, huh? I love it. Happy Mother's Day. You may be seated. You know, back in the old days, we used to say, all right, who's the oldest mom? And that always backfired. I'll never forget, I, I, one year I said, hey, we'll start out at 20, and so that meant, you know, all these moms were standing up, and then, like, we hit 40, and, like, people were standing up, they're like, I didn't want anybody to know I was 40, what are you doing to me? So, we don't do that anymore. It's like, you don't talk about Bruno, you don't do that anymore, okay? So, what we have today for all the moms outside, instead of giving you a carnation that would quickly die in the car... We have given you a, we have this cookie. It is a cookie on steroids. 
It is one of the biggest cookies I've ever seen. They're individually wrapped on your way out the door. We want all the women of the church to take one today, all right? Uh, whether you are a, a mom or not, listen, God has given the women of our church a very special place here. And I want to thank God for all the women in the church. Can we thank God for every woman in the church? Amen. And listen, God has given women a great place in the church. He's given women a great place in the kingdom of God. And he's using women for his honor and glory. And so today we are celebrating moms, but we're celebrating every woman in our church. And so every woman on your way out, you get this. It's like a two-pound cookie. Please grab that because if you don't eat them, you know what I have to do tomorrow. So somebody's got to help the pastor take two of them. If you're in the 11 o'clock, take two of them, all right? So... I, I want to really help um, help you. I want to want to really bless you today. Let's thank God for all the mothers in the house. And when, when you think about moms, I want you to think about the things that moms never say. Okay? I need sound. I'm so bored. I wish I had something to do. <sighs> Thanks for letting me sleep in, kids. If you make a mess in the kitchen, please let me know so I can clean it up. Raising kids is so easy. I just love driving around all day. Oh, I never have to repeat myself. They always listen so carefully. Oh, look. An empty box of cereal. Love it. Just wipe it on your sleeve. It's pretty cold, but you don't need a coat. Oh, you don't have to push in your chair. Don't make your bed. You're just going to sleep in it again later. I think I'll skip the coffee today. You know, these throw pillows look way better on the floor. I'm really not that busy. Well, you haven't showered in three days, but I think you smell great. We do have food at home, but let's just go out to eat. Just brush your teeth whenever you feel like it. Here, take my phone charger and go put it in your room. Oh, just leave your dirty dishes on the counter. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's all pull on our phones. Youth sports are so cheap. Braces are so cheap. School fees are so cheap. Hey, can you come crawl in bed with me around 2 a.m.? Thanks. Okay, I just spent two hours making dinner, but if you don't like it, that's fine. Just let me know and I'll make you something else. Don't even bother looking for that. I'm sure it's lost and gone forever. Can somebody please throw something at my head? I mean, I can keep track of every single one of your things. I get a ton of sleep. I get a ton of gratitude from my children. I get a ton of unsolicited help with the housework. Oh, you don't have to hurry up. We're going to be right on time. Can someone please throw something at the TV? Thanks for doing the laundry, everyone. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Can you use your outside voice? Fight! 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 The floor of this vehicle is so clean, I can't believe it. Oh, good. Another trip to the grocery store today. Let's go. Somebody want to come use the bathroom while I'm in here? Let's thank God once again for all of our mothers. Huh? I, I want to encourage you, if your mom is here with you to here today, get a selfie. You know how you do that? You get somebody else to take the picture for you. Get a selfie and post it up and hashtag it, do whatever. Say, man, I love my mom today, all right? I get a picture here at church. There's no greater place to be on Mother's Day than with your mom here in church if your mom is still alive. Amen? Let's thank God, man. We just thank God for our moms. 
Just by way of announcements, we have a number of things coming up, and I just want to welcome everyone here. If this is your first time here, we say welcome. We're glad that you're here today, and uh, we're, we're so thrilled that you're here. We'd like to invite you to stop by our Welcome Center in the foyer. We have a gift for you just to say thank you for coming. So we'd like to just say thank you and let you know a little bit more about Crossroads and how you can get connected here. Two big things that are coming up uh, this week. We have on Wednesday night, our men's and women's Bible studies will not be meeting on Wednesday night because the kids will be having their closing program for their, the clubhouse kids that meets on Wednesday night. So they'll be having uh, some sort of closing program here, award ceremony and all that. That'll be here on Wednesday night. So our men's group will not be meeting this week. Men's group will resume next week. But, uh, the, uh, but the women's group will take a, a break for the summer there. So we want to encourage you to uh, check out what's going on here at Crossroads. And then secondly, uh, coming up next week, we have our new members class. This is, we call it Next Steps. If you say, I'd like to know a little bit more about Crossroads and how I can get involved, what's my next step here at Crossroads, I want to encourage you to, to sign up. You go to the church website and sign up. Uh, that'll be right after church at, uh, at 1215 uh, provided I end on time. So it might be 1230, all right? So that'd be about 1215 ish to 1230. We'll be having our new members class next steps. And so maybe you've been in church for a while. You say, I just want, I just want to see what's really going on. Maybe you've been attending for a while, but haven't made, made your, made this your total commitment yet. We want to encourage you to come on and, uh, and, and find out what's happening here at Crossroads at the Next Steps class. And then uh, on May the 22nd, we're going to be honoring our high school graduates. So our high school and college graduates on May the 22nd, and I want to encourage you to sign up your graduates, all right? Get them here, and we're going to have a fun time with them up here, and we're going to honor them, and uh, it's just going to be a great time. So you go to the church website, crsmin.com, and you go on there, and you can submit your information for your for your high school student, for your for your gra- uh, for your graduating senior, and uh, we're doing it a little bit earlier. We used to do them in June, but we found that a lot of the kids are running already by then. They're going on to their grad parties and everything, so we're do- trying to hit it before they actually graduate. That's May the 22nd coming up. So please submit your information so that we can honor your student as well. So at this time, I'm going to ask you, let's stand up together as we continue, and I'm going to ask Cal and his team to come out. They're going to lead us in a song, and as they get ready, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I come before you, and I thank you for every mom, every children. Lord, every one of us has had a mom, and God, you place moms in our life to mold us and grow us. So God, I pray you'll continue to use this legacy that they have laid, the foundation that they've laid in, in our lives. God, uh, we thank you for the opportunity that we have today to dedicate these children. We thank you for the opportunity we have to worship you, to honor you. God, I pray you'll be adored in this place. In your precious name we pray. Amen.
As we continue this morning, I want to uh, just encourage you about transformation. We've been in a series talking about transformation. How do you become transformed? Uh, and so when you think about it, transformation is something that we're all looking forward to. Everybody wants to see something new happen in their life. Everybody wants to see something dead become alive in their life. And so as we jump into this today, I thought, you know, how, what more appropriate would it be than to talk about transformation of a mom? Like today's Mother's Day, and you think about mom, and you think about all the good things that mom has done in your life. Mom has made a big impact on your life, has she not? I mean, mom has made a transformation of your life. If, if she's got to help shape you, she gets to help mold you. Mom can have the biggest impact in your life. And I think mom is one of the greatest impacts on a, on a person's life. Amen? And so when you think about your mom, there's nobody that can replace your mom. And so this morning, I want to encourage you as we're thinking about this and thinking about Mother's Day, I want to just throw up this picture of a, uh, a mom and her son that were here last night. These guys came in last night. This is Leah and, uh, and her son, Mason. And I, I just have to share this with you. It was so funny. Mason said, they're all excited. They said, you should have heard what Mason did at school this week. I said, what did Mason do? And, and they said they were asking. He said uh, that they, they, they had to fill in the blank. My mom is as nice as, okay? So he fills in the blank. My mom is as nice as a Chick-fil-A employee. <laughs> so he was here last night, and I pulled him up on stage and made him do that. I said, if you were here in the morning, you would be stealing my sermon. You just take it, all right? I said, I'd never heard it quite put so eloquently, you know, as nice as a Chick-fil-A employee. You know, they're always so happy. It's my pleasure. Oh, I'm sorry. I got one right here. Forgive me. You know, we have a Chick-fil-A employee. Can we give her a hand? Yes, yes, yes. I love it. She's my buddy when I go out for a milkshake. I'm like, a little extra. No, I'm just kidding. Right? Anyhow, they, they have the best chicken sandwiches, don't they? But I, I just never heard a kid put that so like, you know, it's my pleasure. I'm so happy. And that's how mom is at home. I'm like, my mom wasn't always like that. Oh, mom, I'm sorry you're here. Forgive me. My mom wasn't always as nice like that, all right? But as we jump into this today, I want, I want to encourage you because we're going to be looking at some scripture this morning. And I just want to look at a, a powerful passage on mothers and on women in general. I mean, this is a powerful passage as we, as we go to look at this. This is Proverbs 31. And when, when you typically hear Proverbs 31 and you're a woman, you say, oh, no, because it seems like such a high, high standard. It seems like there are no Proverbs 31 women, right? Like you look and you say, nobody can live up to that. Well, what I want to encourage you, what I'm going to read to you this morning is 22 verses. And these 22 verses are, uh, it's like an acrostic, if you will. Um, you know, when, I remember when you, know, when you were a kid, you said, you know, M is for mother because that's who you are, you know. O is for other, because I don't know what else to say, you know. And then you come up, you know, and you, you came down with this mother, and you came up M-O-T-H-E-R. Well, the, what they did, this is a Hebrew poetry. And it was, a, uh, it was a, a king's mother is giving him advice. And so as he's giving him advice, he takes, the, it's a, the poetic form is to take the Hebrew alphabet. There are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. So the first one starts with alpha, beta, 
gamma. And it goes on down through the, uh, through the Greek alphabet. So each one of them. So as you look at this, it is not like, hey, you've got to do all these things or else you're no good. This is rather a tribute to moms. It's a tribute to women. It's a tribute to, the, to a godly woman. And God, listen, that's what God does. God takes and he transforms all of us. And so, men, there's a lesson in this for you today as well. This is not just a sermon to women. This is a sermon for all of us. This is from God's Word. And as you're reading this, you're going to see some things that men will be able to apply. And then we're going to, we're going to jump from this passage. I'm going to go to one other passage. And I'm going to show you how God uses the term of a mother to express his love to you. And uh, we're going to begin in verse 10, Hebrews 31, verse 10. An excellent wife who can find it. Uh, An excellent, noble, some translations use the word noble there. An excellent wife who can find this. Uh, For her worth is far above rubies. Uh, She has a great value. Her Her value is indispensable. A wife that is noble. And the word for noble, the word for excellent there, is this word for, the pers- uh, for somebody who's strong. It's almost like a military, borderline military, like strong, can keep going, can keep going, who has this character, a godly character. So we find this godly person. It says that the heart of her husband trusts her, and he will have no lack of gain. Over in Proverbs 19, we read this. Proverbs 19:14 says this. The houses and riches are an inheritance of fathers, but a godly wife is from the Lord. Did you catch that? Like, I can, I can leave houses and land to my kid, but they have to find a godly wife that comes from the Lord, right? Well, actually, I have girls, so they had to find a godly husband. A godly wife comes from the Lord. You can hand over wealth, but the godliness must come from the Lord. And it's, that's why today we're dedicating these children. We want to see the next generation follow him. But this comes from the, from the Lord. And listen, as long as there's men and women, men and women think differently. Is that a revelation to some of you? There's the left brain and the right brain. And then sometimes there's no brain, right? I mean, it's just, it's just all over the place, right? It's, it's scatterbrained. It's like, man, we, sometimes we just think differently. It's amazing how we can say the same thing and mean something totally different. And then it's amazing how you can say totally different things and mean the same thing. I don't understand how this works. But God says, listen, the, the, uh, the, the, godly, the godly wife, she is trusted. She can be trusted by her husband. Verse 12, she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She's an asset. She's not a liability. He's not worried about her all the time. And she, he knows that she's going to be supporting and growing and helping the family. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 4 says that a virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. This is the crown to the husband, is the virtuous woman. Um, Her sacrifices, she looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. This is where it gets a little bit tough, right? She's going to go out and she's going to be spinning and working. Uh, She is like a merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. The modern translation is she brings her food from John Eagle. I want you to think about that. You know, it's just like it's so different, isn't it? In other words, what she is, she's concerned. She makes sacrifices. And it doesn't mean that, hey, you know, the godly woman's got to stay at home and, and she has to sew and she has to do all that. No, that's not the, the impact of the verse. The impact of the verse is that she makes sacrifices for her family. And as she does that, she gives her talents. 
she gives of everything that she has. And so, um, you know, what would your household be without the, uh, without the selfless care of the godly woman in your house? And I want to encourage you because I know in our house uh, that's the way it is. The, you, the, the godly woman makes the difference in our house. Uh, she, verse 15, she rises also while it is still night and gives food to her household and portions to her, hand, to her maidens. So while it's still night, she's concerned about the family. She's thinking about food for the family. Um, you know, for, for in modern day, you might be making the lunch for your, for your family. You might be thinking about breakfast. It's like, it doesn't mean that she never sleeps, but it means that, hey, she's so concerned. Like, this is a big deal to her. Verse 16, she considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Isn't that interesting? From her earnings. So she is also working. Like, like you know, it, it sounds very much like the modern day, isn't it? Like, we have husbands and wives that are working today. This is what it takes. So it says that, hey, she's, uh, to me that says, man, she's pretty smart too. Goes out and figures out how to, how to buy a field, figures out how to, how to plant and grow a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong, verse 17. She senses that her, grain, her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. In, in the Hebrew culture, they, remember, they, had, they would have the oil lamps, and they would go and they would be filling those lamps up at night. So, man, she's always concerned. Before she goes down, she's making sure the oil is filled. She's making sure that it's taken care of. She's thinking about her family. Uh, she gives of her time. She takes care of the necessary details of the house. Uh, she's thinking of the home, of, of her family, Think of her family needs. Uh, her service. Look at her service here, verse 19. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hands, uh, and her hands grasp the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor, and she stretches out her hands to the needy. One family in our church told me about their mother. Uh, they grew up along the railroad tracks, and they remember back in the day their mother opening up their home to some of the people. I'm talking quite a while ago. These people were uh, not young, so they're talking you know, 50, 60 years ago, maybe 70 years ago, remembering their mother opening up their home the people who were living along the railroad tracks, the people that would kind of make, you know, make their route up and down there. And, and so they would open up and they would have dinner for these people. And I, and I remember I was like, whoa, that is so unbelievable. Well, here it is. That's, that's what they do. And today that looks a little differently in your family, but you're stretching, she stretches out her hand to the poor. She stretches out her hand to the needy. So not only is she thinking about her family, she's thinking about other people. It's a godly character. Uh, she is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She's not afraid of the cold because she made, she made the clothes. She went out and she's taking care of them, right? Uh, she makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known at the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She, she makes linen garments and she sells them. Uh, verse 23, her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Her husband is known because, I want to say this, behind every great man is a better woman. Remember that. God's given you a godly wife. Behind every great man is a better woman. And all the women said, and all the men said, Oh, oh, I think you're right, Pastor. Listen, this is what the Scripture says. Man, he's known. I'll tell you what, I want to thank God for my wife this morning. 
I, uh, I, I can look at these principles here and I say, you know what? Um, she's godly. She cares. And, man, I get to do what I get to do because she's behind me and supporting me. And whenever things go down and things are rough, she's still my biggest fan. When I'm not my own fan, she's still my fan. That's why I married that girl. Her husband is known in the gates when she's among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. Now, my wife doesn't do that. (laughs) She supplies sashes or belts to the tradesmen. Strength and dignity are her clothing. She smiles at the future. Isn't that a powerful statement? How do you do that? The future looks grim. The future is tough. Things are, are, are hard out there. Economics are down. And, man, we're in, there's a recession on the way. And life has been bad. We had all these problems. Well, this comes from God. This comes from God. You see, you can't. This is not. Remember, this is an acrostic. And it's like this tribute to women. And so as you see this tribute to godly women, this is an encouragement for a young man to say, hey, listen, this is what I want in my life and my family. And this this is what I desire. And as you find this, you, you say, man, who can who can find this? Verse 20, she extends her hand to the poor. She stretches out her hand to the needy. I love that. Verse 25 talks about her, I'm sorry, 26 talks about her speech. Uh, She opens her mouth in wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Oh my goodness. There's wisdom that comes out. Have you ever noticed whenever you have a problem, who do you call? You call mom. Why? Why do my kids not call me? (laughs) I want them to call me. But you know what they do? They call mom. Mom gives them, she has a nurturing spirit about her. Us dads, we're real good at giving you the right answer. Sometimes in the wrong way. (laughs) This is what you need to do. Just go do it, right? Moms are like, oh, honey. Oh, honey. Oh, and they feel it. And I haven't felt any of it. And they're feeling it and they're crying and they put their arm around. And you know what? That's what you need when you're hurting. And that's what God gifted you moms to do. And I want to encourage you because, man, thank God my mom did that for me. My mom helped me to become the man that I am today. Man, when I failed those tests, she said, you'll be all right, son. Don't do it again. You know? Actually, I tried not to show her my grades, but somehow she found out. I came from the day whenever you had a paper paper report card and you would take it home, and I could change it. <laughs> Sorry, Mom, you never knew about that. Anyhow, let's move on to something more spiritual. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She guides. She's gentle. She's selfless. Look at verse 27. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. She's not lazy. She works. She's a hard-working person, whether it's in the home or out of the home. She's a hard-working person. Her satisfaction, look what it says it satisfies her. It says that her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and they praise her. Now, I want you to catch this. When the children rise up and bless mom, they say, bless you. Mom, you are blessed. Today, it will be hard for you to find a reservation at a restaurant anywhere, right? 
Because the whole world is doing this. But this is something that should be done not just on Mother's Day that we put on a, as a Hallmark calendar, but it's something that God has called us and says, listen, when you really understand and appreciate your mom, you, ri- you rise up and you call her blessed. And you let your mom know how much she has made a difference in your life. And, and listen, husbands, we are to rise up and we are to... Look, look what it says that the husband says. I love this. Verse 29. Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Many women have done really, really good, but honey, you outshine them all. You know, out of all the women in the world, God chose Rhonda to tolerate me for the rest of her life. I mean, she's got this for the rest of her life. And I want you to catch this because I get to tell my wife, out of all the women in the world, you're the luckiest one, (laughs) out of all the women in the world, they have done really, really well. But honey, you excel. Honey, you're mine. And I love you. And here's what we do. We, We are to praise our wives. The Scripture tells us here. That's what Men, I want to encourage every man in the house. There's the application for us as men. We are to praise our wives. Man, thank God for our wives. You know, our wives live in a, in a world that is, is tough. This is tougher than it's ever been today. And so, men, we've got to come to our wives and we've got to, we have to praise them privately and praise them publicly. I, and listen, God has given us these, these wives, and that, that's what we're supposed to do. He calls us to do that. And as the godly woman rises, man, we continue to bless her. We continue to encourage her. Uh, verse 30 says this, and I love this. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. The truth is one day we will all age. And as we age, that beauty is not what it once was, is it? You look at, you look at a, a picture of somebody from, from one perspective and whenever they're 19, and you see them again whenever they're uh, 90, and there's a great difference, is there not? But I'll tell you what. The scripture says, the one who fears the Lord will be praised. You see, all the, all, all the things of our youth, they're quickly fleeing, they quickly die, they quickly pass. But the one who fears the Lord will be praised. And I want to encourage you today uh, to, to be the person who fears the Lord. Folks, we did the study of Proverbs earlier in January. The first chapter starts out with fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And he ends the whole book with this. And he wraps it up with moms, with women, with wives. He says, the godly woman who fears the Lord will be praised. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So what I want to encourage you to do today is this, is to understand how much God loves you. Oh, my goodness. God loves you more than you can understand. And we live in a world that tries to compare ourselves to everything else. When you live in this world that says, boy, I'm no, no good because of what I have done yesterday, or I'm no good because I see somebody else who does it better than me. There is nothing that will, that will rob your joy more than comparing yourself to another mom, to another wife, to anybody. God made you for who you are. And God said, I, I'm working in your life. I want you to know that I've got the plan. I've got everything under control. And I want to show you this because over in Isaiah 49, verse 14, there's a, there's a time here that, uh, that the children of Israel, they're, they're getting a prophecy from, from God. And God's given this prophecy. And here's what the prophecy was. That, that Babylon had been destroyed. It was a terrible thing. The, uh, I'm sorry. Babylon had come in and taken over Israel and destroyed 
destroyed Israel. Man, they came in, they, they destroyed the temple. So Babylon came in, destroyed the temple. There was no place for these people to worship. They were in exile. And God goes through in Isaiah 49, you see that he says, listen, I'm going to, I'm giving you the promise that I will restore soon. And he says, listen, I'm going to rebuild the temple. There will be a place for you to worship. This is coming soon. And then he says, listen, there's something that's coming that's greater, like something that's bigger. And he says, all nations will be restored. All nations will be able to come to God. And then he says that ultimately in verse 13 of the chapter, he talks about the mountains crying out and rejoicing. Here we see a vision of the new heaven and the new earth. So he has just given them three things. He says, listen, there's, there's salvation coming soon, salvation coming in a larger scale, and salvation coming ultimately. And here's what they do. There's a skeptical response. And here's the skeptical response. The nation of Israel, Zion, Israel says, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. And folks, this is what happens in our life. We look at life situations. We look at the circumstances of life and we somehow think that God has forsaken us. You can look at a list like you just saw in in Proverbs 31 and you can either be inspired or you can say, man, I'm just no good. I can't do all that. Well, listen, God, number one, God's not expecting anybody to be super woman. Amen. Or super man. There is none of that. God wants us to be fearing the Lord and humbling before Him. But here's what happens. We look at the circumstances of life and we interpret it. We say, ha, this happened, therefore I am not loved. God allowed this to happen, therefore He does not love me. And we go through these things and we we come up with this emotional response. And that's what the children of Israel did. They came up and they said, Lord, we don't even have a temple. We can't even worship you. And, and eventually, uh, God was going to take care of this. And, you know, and this is what happens to all of us. We, we have faith. We say that we have faith in God. But yet there are things that come into our life that cause us to think differently, cause us to question, does he really love me? Like most believers, most followers of Christ will tell me that they've got it up here. But when it comes to their emotions and to their heart, it's never hit it. Like they've made a mental ascent to the correct knowledge, but yet whenever, the, whenever tragedy comes, whenever things strike your heart, strike your life, man, this is whenever it was brokenness and whenever it was destroyed, and then we cannot even function. We fall apart because we have, we have gone and we said, God, you have forsaken me. Look how God responds, and I love this. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast? And have no compassion on the child that she has born. Can a mother forget that? And look what he says. Though she may forget, I will not forget you. And I want you to think about this today. Because every mom in the building, you remember when you gave birth to that child, right? You, it is clear as day. I get my wife talking about that. She remembers the exact what time and this and that. All I remember is I had to lose two nights of sleep. One for child number one and one for child number two, right? I'm like, could we not do this in the middle of the day? Anyhow, I'm up all night coaching her, right? Go for it, honey. And then, as they continue and they nurse those children, you know what? They never forget it. Three ways that they never forget it. Number one, they never forget it physically. 
They never forget holding that baby. They never forget, they never forget that the, that the facts are that, that physically, there's a physical challenge that they have to deal with because once that baby comes, they can't even do anything else uh, because every couple hours they've got to stop and they have to feed the baby. There, there's, a, there's, a, there's a chemical that goes off inside. It's called milk. And as that milk starts to come, I'm sorry, kids, I'm really messing with these kids in here today, right? But as that milk starts to come, the, the kids say, uh, you know, uh, the kids say, I'm sorry, the moms say, as the milk comes, the moms say, hey, i got to stop. I'll never forget a few weeks ago I saw somebody, uh, they were going to use the, uh, the, the cry room that we have set up down there. And I said, well, you know, you can just, you, you can feed later, do whatever. They're like, no, you don't understand. I was like, I forgot about that. And so whenever that comes, they have to go. They have to, they have to do that. Um, a mother cannot forget that. Secondly, she cannot forget it emotionally because there's a, there's a chemical that goes off. Not only is there milk that comes, but there's a chemical that goes off. It's called oxytocin. And oxytocin, uh, whenever, whenever they're feeding these babies, this chemical goes off, and it helps them to be able to look at these children and to be able to love them. And it's a physical reaction that the body has. And so these moms cannot forget that. Moms do not forget it. And then they do not forget that it's unconditional. They don't say, hey, I'll feed this baby as long as this baby's nice to me. You don't say, I'll change this diaper as long as the baby's nice to me. Yeah, you, you don't look at it and say, what's in it for me? There's not a mom that gets anything out of it. Like you go to there and you feed this baby, you make this baby healthy, you take care of everything, and you don't go and say, man, that was the greatest day of my life. I just gave 100% of what I got and I'm totally exhausted. Man, it's unconditional and there are no conditions. And God says, listen, as much as a mom remembers that, though she may forget. How can a mom forget that? You know what a mom won't forget? Or when, when a mom may forget? A mom may forget as she ages. A mom may forget when she, maybe, you know, we have moms in society that have just totally gone rogue, taking care of themselves and not even concerned about their kids. That can happen. A mom may forget as she ages and she, you go in and pretty soon she doesn't remember your name because the aging process has kicked in. And then eventually, as many of you in this room have lost your mom already, moms are here for this season here. But God says, though your mom will forget, I will never forget you. And then he takes this next verse, and look at this, and we're going to wrap up on this. He says, see, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. In in those days, they, they built walls around the city. And he says, listen, I am always watching you. I've engraved you on the palm of my hand. You know, in that day... Um, tattoos would sometimes be used for a slave. Today, many people have tattoos, right? Um, God was not just talking about something as a tattoo. Like, you could go to a slave and you could put the master's name on the slave, tattoo him, but you wouldn't do that to the master. You wouldn't, the master wouldn't walk around with a slave's name in his hand. God says, I have my, your name chiseled 
right here. And I want you to think about it because it's deeper than just a tattoo. It's chisel like a hammer and nail. And what happened when Jesus laid down his life? There was a hammer and a chisel that went right through his hand. And he's got your name. He's cares about you. And he's got love for you. And so here's what I want to encourage you folks. Understand how much God loves you. Understand how much he loves you and be transformed by that. Be transformed by the love that God has for you today. You will be transformed when you really believe it. Like, listen, it's one thing to know it up here. It's one thing to say, yeah, I believe Jesus. It's another thing whenever life's falling apart to believe Jesus. It's another thing when your life is totally devastated. It's another thing whenever your kids are hurting, when your husband's hurt, when your family's hurt, when economics are downturned. That's when we have to really believe that God loves me 100%. And listen, folks, you may be going through a trial right now or not. The trials will come. Jesus said in this world you will have problems. And I want to encourage you today, really understand, because if you understand how much God loves you, then whenever you lose that job, whenever the, your, your husband's job loses or changes or whatever, and you, life changes at home, when, when your kids go through these problems, whenever family goes through these disastrous times, you can make it because you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are loved unconditionally. And God says, just like that mom loves you, I love you more. Let's close in prayer. With our heads bowed and eyes closed today, I'd like to invite you to trust Jesus Christ. Would you transfer your trust onto him? Maybe you've not done that. Maybe this Mother's Day you say, Pastor Ken, I'm ready to, to trust you as my personal, I'll trust Jesus as my personal Savior. If that's you and you'd like to make this Take that love of God and place it into your heart tonight. Would you just open your heart and just say something like this to God? Dear God, I come before you and I need you. You died on the cross. You paid for my sin. You came back to life again for me. And I place my faith in you right now. And I'm trusting you. I'm inviting you into my life. God, thank you on this Mother's Day for showing me how much you love me. And for everyone in the room this morning, maybe God has been speaking to you about understanding how much he really loves you. Like understanding that he he paid the price and that he wants to hold your life together when it's falling apart. That's how you get that list in Proverbs 31. Not by trying harder, not by working harder, not by setting the alarm earlier, not by staying up late, but by fearing the Lord. And really understanding how much he loves you. Really let that make a difference when life is falling apart. Father God, I pray you'll be with each one of us here today. We thank you for our moms. We thank you for the godly women in our life today. And I pray, God, that you will use these words from your word, Lord, that to remind us that you will never forget us. You will never forget us. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us here this morning. We're glad that you're here. One last announcement before I dismiss you here. I failed to announce earlier. Uh, one of our longtime uh, members in the church went to be with the Lord this week, Ross Haney. 
and many of you know Ross Haney. Um, he will, his uh, arrangements will be out at Beinhauer's on in McMurray on Tuesday, two to four, six to eight, and then uh, and then Wednesday there will be a funeral here at the church at ten o'clock. But uh, we thank God that he wants to be with the Lord. I'm going to ask you to pray for Carolyn and their family. They have two sons and a daughter, and uh, we just thank God for them. So let's stand together today, and on your way out the door, get your two-pound cookie. Ladies only, guys, ladies only. Have a great day.
and power will always remain. But as my eyes close and mind awakes, no words come to fill the space. 'Cause words, they don't do your power much justice. It's too great, too great to be bound by little letters we make up. And it's funny that we sometimes think we understand the fullness of your glory. 